0: Continuing this morning with our practice of mindful awareness, transitioning into the stillness of the sitting and the quiet of the hall, but just continuing with the same gentle, steady effort to direct the attention to the present moment, mobilizing our mindfulness so that we remember to come back to the present moment, to connect with the next one and the next one. The effort that's required to connect with the moment is so minuscule. It's like the effort of a butterfly landing on a flower to collect the nectar. Just the slightest effort to arrive at the destination and make the softest landing. and then with the next and the next. If we find that we're becoming fatigued in the meditation, whether it's here on our seat or in the walking meditation or going through our day, then we may be working too hard working in areas that we don't need to spend our energy. The effort is just to remember what's happening now. And if we remember to attend in that way, then awareness will tell us what's happening now. We don't need to make the attention happen. We don't need to make the awareness happen. Knowing happens when we're not distracted. There's no need to try to grab hold of the present moment, to squeeze out its essence. Knowing is automatic when awareness is there. There's no need to lean into the future or to make any big project out of being mindful for the rest of the sitting, or the rest of the day, or the rest of the retreat. Our only task is just to meet this moment that's arisen here and now. With gentle awareness allowing the texture and the flavor, the felt sense of the experience to be known. It's not an intellectual investigation. It's not an analysis. It's just simply allowing the sense organs, allowing the mind, It's natural capacity for knowing, to register what the experience is. All of the field of sensations coming in through the body. All of the formations and phenomena flitting through the mind. There's nothing that we need to dig for. There's nothing that we need to reach for. Everything that we need to know is right here in this moment. And our task is just to remember, to meet the moment. Meeting as many moments as possible. After this one, there's another, and another, and another. And the effort in each moment is the same, very gentle, very small, but with precision, just connecting with the present experience. Do you have any questions this morning about your practice? In the back. I appreciated what you said about effort being like that of a butterfly. It was a nice analogy for me. It made me then question (laughs) how much effort am I putting into this? aversion or a judgment or something, and I take a moment to reflect on it and um, kind of see what's beneath it, and it takes some effort to do that. So I'm wondering if that's not um, useful. Hmm. Kind of take that moment to see, okay, is that sort of some curiosity mixed with envy or, you know, just sort of discovering what... Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a a great point, is that talking about the the right effort and just how how really light the effort is to just arrive in the present moment and let awareness notice what's happening. That's an extremely light effort. Usually we're making too much effort. (laughs) The way in which we usually learn right effort is through wrong effort. (laughs) It's usually a process of elimination, a process of trial and error. But it's true that when we're when we're doing more than that, you know more than just the simple awareness practice of just the remembering to be present, registering whatever presents itself, if we go beyond that a little bit to some sort of technique, you know so maybe a little bit of active investigation, um, maybe if we're working with a particular object of the, or the breath finding that particular object, then there can be a little bit more of an active, a little bit more of a powerful um, uh, quality of energy that we're bringing. Um, it just kind of depends what we're doing with the mind. If it's more active or it's more just on the receptive side. And uh, one good litmus, as I mentioned again in the instruction, for whether it's it's a skillful effort or not, is are we getting worn out? Does it feel burdensome? You know, does it feel like we really have to work? You know, it's just draining our energy to do this investigation or to put this technique into practice. You know, if it feels like it's zapping us, then the energy is out of balance. But when when we um, Uh, kind of mobilize the enlightenment factor of investigation we get curious we explore what's going on Um, if we we approach that in a skillful way it should actually be very energizing that's an energizing factor it should bring this kind of um, a very refined uh, interest you know that that uplifting quality of interest and discovery so it's it's staying sensitive to you know what's the effect of what we're doing on the mind, is it uh, helping to support our practice, <laughs> or does it feel like it's just kind of kind of draining us and bogging us down, to stay sensitive to, to that. And any time that we feel like there's strain coming in, you know we're just trying too hard, we're over-efforting, even if it's just very subtle, that's a, a red flag for us to okay, can we settle back a little bit more? Can we make the effort uh, a little more effective rather than stronger? Make it lighter. Uh, so, that we could, so that there's the, um, the stamina, you know, to do this practice in a continuous way, which is really the important part. The important part is the, canoe- the continuity, not to really like stab every moment, you know, and, you know, suck every bit of information out of it. But it's the continuity. Can we just keep going? You know, can we meet this moment and then feel refreshed, light enough that we can then just meet the next moment without struggling, you know, and then the next moment. So it's, it's about a cultivating a quality of energy that will be um, sustaining. That we'll, this is, you know, we're, we're running a marathon rather than sprinting, trying to get somewhere fast. So if we approach it that way, then things will, will balance out. Yeah. My question follows on that. <laughs> My mind loves to analyze, and images come up and I I take them apart, you know, and I've gotten a good bit of insight out of that, but I'm wondering if it's not connecting with the present moment somehow, it's, it's all been analysis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know So I asked myself, why am I so bored, and I realized I, my mind was mad because I wasn't letting myself analyze this one particular image. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm very confused. <laughs> okay. So the comments about um, a lot of the thinking that goes on in the mind, it's not all bad. It can at times be quite enjoyable. right? Thinking can be fun. You know the human mind is this amazing organ that is capable of all sorts of intellectual activity. Uh, we often get a kick out of it. You know sometimes it's it's a drag. Sometimes it's telling us things we don't want to hear. But it can be it can be a real excitement and a, a pleasure to making use of the mind in in the way that it's able to in the capacity that we have as human beings. So that's not something that we need to stop. You know as I mentioned last night, that's just that's the nature of the mind. The nature of the mind is to think and it will do its thing, and it may be pleasurable, it may be painful, could be either one, and the practice is just to notice, just to notice in that moment what's happening, which it sounds like you have, so you picked up on a lot of pieces of that experience, you know, the mind being drawn into analysis, the thinking going on, the, the pleasure and enjoyment of it, maybe then the, the frustration when you tried to cut it off or stop it or felt like you shouldn't do it. So it's, the practice is just simply noticing all of those pieces of the puzzle. We don't need to uh, stymie the mind. We don't need to shut it off. We just need to pay attention. What's it doing? Oh, the mind enjoys thinking. This type of thinking is pleasurable. There's a certain maybe craving for it, you know, desire for it. Just noticing all of that. Um, can you say a little bit more about that? Well, if, if, you're, if you're having a lot of exhaustion, it's because you're trying too hard? So if you find yourself thinking a lot, is there something that you're doing that's causing the thinking to happen? Um, I don't know that we really need to get into that level of, of analyzing it. You know, if a lot of thinking com- is coming up, there's reasons for it. You know, there's causes and conditions. Uh, whatever those might be, but the practice is still just the same. <laughs> what is it in this moment? It's thinking, we might notice um, perhaps if there's certain flavors of thinking that come over and over again, we might get familiar with those. Maybe there's a lot of planning coming, so then we can kind of uh, spend some time getting familiar with planning, how it affects the body, you know, what emotions come with it, or if there's a lot of memories coming up, we can get familiar with that. Um, but just the thinking in and of, in and of itself you know, is not a problem. It's just part of what's happening in the experience. If that's what presents itself, if that's what's most obvious, then we can just notice it. Or, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> if there's times when there's just so much thinking, the mind's just constantly getting drawn off, we feel like we can't stabilize the attention in the present moment, then that might be a time where maybe we do choose, you know, not out of uh, aversion to what's going on, but out of wisdom, to stabilize the mind a little bit more by, by narrowing the focus of what we're paying attention to. Maybe resting the attention in the body more, or, or spending some time with the breath, if, if that's a technique that we've cultivated, or letting the, the awareness rest more in the feet while we're walking, things like that. So if, if we feel like we're just getting drawn off so much to the extent that we can't do the practice effectively, um, then we can choose a skillful means to help us to be more present, to be more grounded in the present moment. of feeling come up for me, and, um, you know, I'm able to be aware of that and watch them. But it's still, it's still like a very tender kind of experience. Mm -hmm. And um, I wonder sort of if you can talk a little bit about self-compassion or, you know, because it feels like my energy is here when that happens. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes just putting my hand on my chest, you know, that's like a very natural uh, (coughs) reflex. I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. part of it too. So about uh, self-compassion at those times when uh, the heart feels very open or very tender. Um, but really this just applies to, to everything <laughs> that we experience. Um, we're always deserving of compassion, of our own compassion, and of others' compassion. Um, and this is the natural response of the heart, which I think is it sounds like what you're picking up on. That when we open and we recognize our pain, our suffering, our vulnerability, our insecurity, when we really see those aspects, those truths of experience clearly, they start to come into focus, then really the natural response of the heart is compassion. So that's also part of the practice, is recognizing that that's happening. We can turn our attention to that. You know, Sometimes that might be uh, the strongest thing that's happening. The most obvious thing that's happening is really not so much uh, the suffering or whatever is brought up that feeling of compassion, but the compassion itself. So that's another piece of the puzzle to include. And it's by uh, turning our attention to that, really taking it in, drinking in that feeling of compassion, uh, it, both it's it's nourishing and help, helps to sustain us in the practice just and just in our lives, and also it's a cause for the rising of wisdom, the strengthening of this beautiful and hopeful, wholesome, skillful state of mind that we call compassion. So uh, we can. It's, at times it may just naturally arise, uh, at times we might invite it in. You know, this is part of the, the Brahma-Vihara practice, the, uh, the skillful reflection practice on, on kindness and compassion and equanimity that we do at times uh, on retreat here. And it can be uh, skillful to bring that in at times when we feel particularly vulnerable. Can we connect with that sense of just care for ourselves, nurturing for ourselves? which again is something that is accessible to all of us if we just clear away the distractions and make room in the heart for it. So a couple of uh, announcements. Uh, In the hall this afternoon at four, there'll be another guided meditation, something to help soften and support the heart. And um, if you did not pick up a book yesterday, if you weren't able to get one for one reason or another, then uh, please see the office and uh, we'll be happy to offer you one. And just to, to talk a little bit about uh, where we are in the retreat right now, you know, as you're probably aware, we're uh, heading today into the fourth full day of practice and we're really kind of in the, the thick of the retreat now. So this is a, a great time to really start to pay attention to our continuity of awareness and especially as we move from activity to activity during the course of the day. And hopefully you're already realizing that uh, there's only one thing that we're doing here. You know, everything is a meditation. Only the form of it changes. Sometimes we're still, sometimes we're in movement, sometimes we're in a structured activity, sometimes uh, it's it's up to us to choose. So the activity of the mind doesn't change. We take it with us wherever we go, whatever we're doing. And we can begin to really um, bring some care to keeping that continuity of awareness throughout the day through all of our activities. It's a good time um, if we haven't already or even if we have to think about slowing down a little bit more. Just slowing the pace a little bit. It doesn't mean we have to creep along you know at a snail's pace but just giving the mind a, ch- a chance to uh, catch up with the body. you know, Especially as we're uh, moving about kind of from point A to point B or you know, doing our yogi job or whatever we have to do in our rooms. um, Really slowing down a little bit so that the mind can keep pace with the activities, can maintain that thread of awareness. If it seems like it's too daunting to really be mindful all day long, (laughs) if that's just too daunting of a task, then we might choose um, maybe one portion of the day, maybe between breakfast and lunch, or maybe between lunch and tea, one good chunk of time when we really simplify, really um, cut out any unnecessary activities, let go of any of those little extraneous trips to the bathroom or back to our room or the cups of tea and just really focus on keeping as continuous a thread of awareness as possible. And again, this isn't about working harder. It's not about making more effort or kind of gritting our teeth and, you know, I'm gonna be mindful every moment, you know, come hell or high water. (laughs) It's really about um, commitment. And it's also about uh, respect. You know, ho- readjusting our attitude to see that every moment is equally important, every moment is equally valuable, every moment is equally sacred, every moment is a moment of our lives that will never come again. So, can we bring the same care, the same uh, honor, the same respect to every moment of the day, not uh, setting up some kind of dichotomy that, you know, these particular moments you know, and sitting meditation are really the important ones, you know, and then these other moments, walking to my walking place are not as important. They're all important. So can we treat them that way and just bring that very gentle, steady quality of moment to moment awareness. All right. Have a great day of practice.